Welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. And today I have a special guest in the building. I have Myra. Say hey. Hey, y'all. So I've been really excited for this uh, episode. I've been really excited to get her on. I've been wanting her on the show for a really long time just to have a conversation. Um, She is a, what would I call you, a spiritual life coach? Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly what I am. Perfect. And so I wanted to get um, a different perspective when it comes to just healing and what that looks like. And I always talk about the therapy standpoint, but I wanted to kind of get a life coach, you know, uh, standpoint. So I thought it'd be cool to have Myra on today. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about everything that she does later. So let's just jump into um, what have you been up to? I saw that you recently just came back from a trip with your family, right? Yes. So um, the biggest thing recently was uh, my family and I, we got the opportunity to spend time in St. Thomas for about nine days. And it was literally um, the recharge that I needed. I was able to link with some really awesome souls down there. And it kind of shifted my perspective and got me ready for the next upcoming month. So it was like a two part trip where, of course, like physically it was relaxing, but it also really energized me as well on the spiritual level. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I saw I was seeing you um, post and stuff. And I was like, man, you know, I haven't I haven't been on a plane and I haven't if we went to Charleston beginning of this year and we just drove down and um I haven't flown anywhere since quarantine started, like, well, like COVID started. So we went to Denver in 2020. And then right when we came back two days later, we went in lockdown. So we haven't done anything. So what was it like in the airport and all that stuff, like traveling? It was good. Um, I'm not going to even front and make it seem like it was anything dramatic. Um, of course, masks were necessary. Um, we flew with American. So we had to wear masks the whole time with that, but it was really smooth. Um, Prior to us flying out, folks were like going through TSA. That's going to be hours. I want to say we probably waited maybe 20 minutes. So it was a very smooth trip. Now coming back in from St. Thomas, that was the drama because we had customs and their airport is a lot smaller. So it was kind of like, oh my goodness, I'm trying to social distance. Let me figure something out Dang. because everybody's on top of each other, but it wasn't bad at all. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, I always, I was always hearing that uh, come a little early because TSA, um, and you know what's crazy? I, um, I have really bad like travel anxiety, really bad. And so the first time um, Les and I, we went traveling, we went to, where did we go? Um, we might have gone to Dominican Republic, maybe. I think that might have been our first time where we really, really like was on up and all on the plane. I think. I think. I want to say, girl, we almost broke up because I, I was just like, I, I think she wasn't. She didn't know that I was gonna be like that. I didn't realize I was gonna be like that. And I'm so like, want to get there early. I don't want to miss anything because I'm always stopped by TSA. My shit is always like, you know. Uh, they always look through my stuff. Like I always have to get extra check and I have no idea why. Like even when we came back from Denver, they said that, and I always wear like sweats, like, you know, sweatpants, something like that, like something just simple that I don't have to worry about belts and stuff. And so they, when I came back from Denver, I'm like the scariest person alive. And I'm always like, I'm like a rule follower just because I don't have time for the drama. Right. So all my friends were like trying to sneak like edibles back and do all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not messing with it. Right. I'm just, I'm not messing with it. I still got stopped. They wanted, they, they claimed that I had something like in my growing area. I had to wait for a manager to come. They had to check, they had to check me. Right. Which I'm like, don't have anything guys, but all, because I'm always stopped, I'm always like, I want to go extra early because I'm always afraid that, you know, we're going to, you know, miss our flight or get held up. And it's like the weirdest thing. They never, I mean, I never understand why am I always stopped, but I am always stopped every single time. So I think it's the the sweats. I'm gonna be honest. You think Jessica, so? Always stop. Um, happened recently, both times, like going to St. Thomas, coming back. I remember one time we were late and we were coming back from New Orleans. And yeah, they stopped her. And I think it's because like she wears her clothes more relaxed. She'll wear sweats and stuff yeah. like that. And it's always the growing area. 
always so weird mm-hmm. that drives me absolutely insane so because I know that I, I get like a little overwhelmed and I'm like you know if she's walking slow it, I, you know now I've calmed down but I think the first time she was like yo you are bugging you know like but we almost missed our flight I think we went from Charlotte you know Raleigh to Jersey and then Jersey to Dominican Republic and I think somewhere in the midst like we literally almost missed our flight so we're like I'm like we're gonna have to run for it here and you know so I'm always like um I'm always like an hour like well hours early and I'd rather just eat in the airport and kind of just chill and wait and let instead of like just I don't know that's that's my thing with traveling I have really bad travel anxiety so I like to be early and I like be early yeah so um that was a funny story though because we really we really almost broke up that first time she was so done with me and um and uh so now I think she's just used to it now she just lets me just have my way I have to literally plan everything I plan down to the T like I mean and granted like when we get there it, it goes off script but like I like to come prepared with restaurants I like to come prepared with like tours all this like yeah so now she's just like do your thing so I'm the one my role is to plan trips I plan every single trip she doesn't plan anything and I, I have like itinerary well, you know what that is, right? What? That's that big Virgo energy. Oh, yeah. You already know. <laughs> yeah. that, that's all that is. Controlling, right? And I watched you, like, as we set up today, and this is a sidebar, not to spill the podcast beans, but you are very meticulous with how things should go in order, and I'm here for it, but I peeped it. I was ready. I'm like, when's her birthday? Yeah. And when yeah. you said the 22nd of September, I'm like... Yeah, I, I'm I'm very much true Virgo too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Leslie is too, though. But it's funny because we are we're alike in some things, and in some things she just like go ahead, go ahead and you you can have it. I hate it for the child sometimes because he's in a house with two Virgos, and I just be like child. So sometimes I have to tell him like we really don't expect you to be perfect, and I'm sorry, you know, like you you just. I don't know. <laughs> it's just the way our, our stuff is set up. I just be like, I feel sorry for him sometimes because we'd be like, what were you thinking? Well, why? You know? So, um, but with him, like, I'm really black and white. And that's something I've had to work on because like with having a kid, because he helped me see the gray in between. Because mm-hmm. before I was always like, it, you, this happened because of this, you know, it was never no other way around it. And now like, I'm like, I'm more so like talk to him like, and try to understand the why the gray like what might have brought you here so um I don't know he's been my kid probably has been probably the best thing probably happened to me honestly as far as like just growing the fuck up and opening myself to just other sides of things so I he really has all right I can talk about my family all day girl so um let's see all right so let's just go into the mantra of the day and then we're going to roll into the thought of the week. I actually uh, skipped over the deep dive because uh, there's nothing really worth talking about this week. And then um, I more so wanted to have the conversation. So I actually got this mantra this week off of your page, Intuitive Talks with Myra. So I'm going to read this. Let me pull it up here. All right. I forgive myself. I forgive others. I am worthy of love and connection. Love is the guiding compass in my life. I give and receive love effortlessly and unconditionally. I release the past with gratitude. I love myself fearlessly. It is safe for me to choose to walk in love daily. So I chose this one because I love this one, you know, and this is something that I actually spent years actually working on and um, for myself, like just forgiveness and, you know, forgiving myself, forgiving others. And you know, a lot of times I think when it comes to love, we think just because you forgive somebody, you have to have a relationship, but you don't. But, you know, I had to learn that too. I had to learn that in recent years too. But um, I think for me, I love doing the mantras and affirmations because I think when you speak over stuff and you speak over your life, like it does help you, you know? So it helps me a lot. Um, I have these conversations with people and they look at me strange when I say it, but I'm like, it's really hard to be a good person, like truly be like a nice, good, kind person. And that's something I strive to do, but it's everyday work. You know, when somebody take you out of character, sometimes like I have to like call on somebody to bring me back, 
to, you know, just don't go there, Mika. Like, you know, and just, it, it's a constant thing of always like, just, you know, just being good, you know? And people were like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, it really is. Like, cause I don't just say these things. Like I really try to like walk by these things. Sometimes even though if I wake up in a negative mood, I try to, you know, like recenter myself before my day even start, like to just try to walk, you know, in a positive way. And it's work. It's everyday work. Yeah, it is. Um, I totally agree. Um, you hear a lot about the love and light people where it's like everything is rainbows. Um, I'm on this spiritual journey or I'm on this journey of awareness. And with me being on this journey, everything is going to naturally be perfect and it's going to fall in line. And it's like, no, no. it really does take um, that intention and words is my superpower. I feel like everybody has different things that they bring to the table, but being able to use word sound power and really impact my experience and share with others is something that is really important to me because we take that for granted. We don't realize how powerful words really are. Yeah, they really are. Uh, I know when, when, when Liz and I first started dating, I was like in my twenties, so I still was a little rough around the edges. And I think when we started kind of like doing couple therapy and popping in sometimes just to make sure we were straight, uh, one of the things that I, the first thing I started working on when it came to was words, basically, was because sometimes like you throw stuff out there and you don't really realize and you, or you don't really think. And then, you know, even though you might apologize, it still is there. You know, you can't take them back. And so I'm very careful about things that I say in general, like in present day, like at 36, like I'm very careful about things that I say, because if you, you know, you can be hurtful, you know? Yeah. So I try to just really think before I talk. A lot of people don't do that. I didn't do that when I was young. I used to, girl, I used to let you know what was, what I felt on blank period. So um, that's good. All right. So let's just go into the thought of the week. This week, we're going to just have a conversation about uh, Myra's journey and what that looks like, healing and all the good stuff. So let's just go into the conversation. So today, like I told you guys, I have Myra here. Her platform is called Intuitive Talks with Myra. I'm going to give her a moment to explain her platform and we're gonna go from there. Awesome, awesome. So my platform, um, I like to call it like a socially progressive sacred space because it's not discriminatory to anybody's path, gender, um, belief system, any of that. Like I welcome everybody's um, life and opinion. And with what I do, um, as Mika mentioned, I am a spiritual life coach. I also call it like an intuitive life coach where I fuse in those practices of helping others to set goals, to build on whatever it is that they're wanting to do. But I also include divination, spiritual tools, whether that is like oracle readings, spiritual cleansing. Um, I also do birth chart mapping different things to really help you to know and understand your purpose and how to build effective goals that'll actually come into fruition that are in alignment with who you are. So that's in a nutshell what I do. <laughs> so how did you, how did you get started? I know you, you told me you've been doing this since 2013. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So I, listen, I can't even say that I ever started something because I feel like I was kind of born into this. Um, I know a couple of folks who will probably listen to this, they're going to be like, Myra has always been Myra. But I think even as a child, I've always been um, an empowerer. I've always been the type of person who could give great advice. I could help people to break out of whatever it is that was hindering them. So I did it all of these years. I remember in high school being that go-to person, even for some of my teachers, like just naturally being that person where it was comfortable for uh, someone else to talk to me. And I want to say around 2013, um, I experienced some loss. So first, my grandmother passed away in 2011. And then a few years later, one of my cousins who I love deeply, she passed away with cancer. And I remember at that time, um, 
thinking about all the things that they poured into me and really starting to use my voice to connect with other people. Um, I was shy in the beginning. Um, I am still kind of shy now when I tell people that they're like, you? Yes, I am shy. (laughs) So in the beginning, you know, it was a slow start. I would kind of read or take classes and, you know, sync with my mentors and it would kind of be like, okay, this is what you should be doing. And I'm like, I don't know about that. I don't want to be on front street. So it's been a lifelong journey to get here and it's still unfolding. Um, It's really only the beginning, to be honest. I think that's awesome. I'm actually shy. I tell people that and no one, no one believes me either. And I'm like, no, I actually am. Like I get nervous all the time and about a lot of stuff. Uh, And so, um, so what I was wondering was like, you know, since you, it seemed like people, you know, come to you to talk and things like that. What do you do for yourself as far as like putting yourself in a headspace to where you can receive all of that? Oh, Mika, good question. No one has ever asked me that. Um, I, I go ghost. Sometimes Um, I'm going to be honest. And I used to beat myself up about it. I used to be like, oh, man, you know, these people are um, looking for me to be like a support to them, even outside of what I obligated to. So I would carry this responsibility that wasn't really mine. So sometimes like I will unplug. um, I'm notorious for social media breaks. I'm notorious for maybe spending a day in my house up under a blanket. Um, I meditate a lot. I make sure I etch out time in the morning to literally sit in my sacred space. And sometimes like I'll do a reading on myself or I'll pray or I'll just sit there and just really get in my body because I spend so much time supporting and helping other people. Um, another thing that I love to do is walking. Um, walking changed my life. I think that um, growing up, I always looked for ways to stay healthy. And I tried just about anything, whether it was sports or, you know, going to the gym religiously. But my ha- happy space that has yielded physical as well as mental results has actually been just getting outside in nature and walking. That's something else that's non-negotiable. I'm going to get my walk so I can, you know, zen and get back in the zone and do what I need to do. Yeah. You know, what I've had to do, what I've had to learn, um, and I actually went over this, I don't know how many years I went over this uh, in therapy, was boundaries. And I don't know why I struggle so much with boundaries with people, right? Like I used to be like, I mean, it got to a point really, like especially with family, right? it got to the point really that I was working to give other people my money, <laughs> you know, and it, it, it just was crazy. And I'm like, how did I get here? Like where I'm taking care of this household, that household to where I can't even go and do something for myself because I'm stretching myself in all these different areas. And so I spent, I think three years, I think actually going over the concept of boundaries, 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 boundaries until now, like I get the ghosting thing because I'm very much like, I don't, I don't have, I don't have anything for you today. Like, as far as like, if I know that mentally and like, I'm tired or something like that, like I can't give you anymore if I, if I'm empty. And I also kind of look at it like with just people in general, like I was joking with you earlier saying like, I don't have any friends, but, <laughs> and I, and I do, but I, but my village though, like the people that I truly hold a value is very small. And so, because I got tired of me pouring into like other people love tank and, you know, and no one pouring back into mine, you know, and I started like kind of like dismissing people off on um, based on like, you know, okay, you know, you never pour back into me, like, um, and, and that's family too, like, you know, and relationships, you know, I had to, you know, me and Les had that conversation before of like, yo, I'm, I'm running on empty over here, like, and I need certain things to, you know, kind of get myself going too. And so I think boundaries is something that's really hard uh, as far as like, and also just telling people you're draining, like you're, you're, you're draining, you're killing me. Right. And, um, but I've got to a point that I found my voice when it comes to just telling people the truth, you know, in a nice way, but I, but I think the best thing I could have done for myself is just to be honest, you know, and say yeah. like, listen, I, I don't have the capacity for what you're given, or like, if you're only going to call me for a negative conversation or to vent, you know, first, like, I feel like you should let somebody know that's what you're calling for. Like, 
Cause I might not be there today to assist you with that. Like my, my, my energy today might not be where I haven't had the capacity to take in what you're giving me, or I don't want it. You know, I might not feel like that conversation. And so I try to be cognizant of that, even with my friends. Like a lot of times if I'm struggling with something, like I'll just take it to therapy or something. Or if I do have a conversation, I try to be like, I, I usually don't really, I, it's probably not dumping, but I try not to dump my stuff off on people because a lot of my friends have kids or they have families of themselves. And I'm like, I, I, I just go to therapy. You know, I make it a priority. I make it in my budget. And I know everybody doesn't have the ability to, you know, pay for therapy and things like that. But I try to make it a priority because it's like, you need something. You know, I was telling you that when we talked the other day, like, I think that we all need a life coach, spiritual coach, somebody, a safe space though. You know, I don't, I don't, open myself up to where I'm just giving everything to everybody. Cause everybody, you can't bring that all into your life, if that makes sense. So um, that's what I've had to learn. And those are things I've learned over time. Like, so now I'm like, I'm very much like my village is small. It's tight though, but it's, it's very small and I'm, and I'm, I'm good with it. You know, I, I like it. What I was wondering, and this is not something I even told you I was going to ask you, but what I was wondering um, when you meet somebody do you, do you pick up on like their energy? Like how you, does it, what? Yes. Uh, um, all the time, I never meet strangers. And again, that goes back to something that I didn't understand about myself until I started this path. But I meet people and um, I'll give you an example. One day, um, Jessica and I, we had picked up food from Kaba and this guy came out and he was, I saw him and he's like, um, can I pet your dog? Now, granted, this man is bringing out our food. So him asking, can he pet the dog? It's kind of like, but you're serving right now. But in my gut, I was like, yeah, let him pet it. So as he pet my dog, Egypt, he was like, you know, I'm just having such a hard time. And immediately, like, I could feel what he was experiencing. Like, it was a lot of uncertainty. He was in a work situation where he was being undervalued, kind of like disrespected, that type of thing. And it was depleting him. So, of course, like, I had to say what I needed to say to him, what was being, you know, put on my heart from God to share with him. And yeah, it just was what it was. Um, one thing that I do know, though, is that sometimes I'll pick up on energies where it's kind of like, leave that alone. Yeah. Don't mess with that. And um, I won't, <laughs> I won't touch it. But when I do feel like there's consent there from the person and from that divine source, I will, you know, share whatever I need to share. But this happens all the time. And I think that it has, in a lot of ways created um, friction in my life at some points because I didn't know how to tune into, okay, what's to be dealt with, what's not to be dealt with, what should I avoid, that type of thing. So that has been like a big journey. And I think that it's been a journey of really learning how to protect myself because yeah. I feel it. Yeah. I think that protecting yourself is is important for one. Um, I'm gonna tell you something. It's, you know, this might sound weird. I'm not sure, but I always, when I meet people, I always pay attention to a few things and I kind of will kind of know what I'm working with. Right. Like, so say it's somebody that I was getting to know, I'm not going to say romantically, even friendship wise too. So just friendships in general relationships. If you have kids, I judge you on how you treat your kids. I think that speaks to a lot because if, if somebody that you create in your body, you don't treat with a level of like respect, love. I don't know. If I see somebody treat their kids like crap, that kind of speaks to me about your character. It speaks to me about a lot of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. That usually is a red flag for me. And then I always ask people about how they feel about their family. And those are usually how I kind of judge people just off the gate. Like just if I'm even going to be involved because in usually when it comes, especially with family, your children too because if you treat your kids like crap you're gonna treat me like crap because I just I feel strongly about that like um when I met Les like she let it be known like you know um my kids are my priority and I respect them like they need to be and if you are 
dumping your kids off and coming to parlay with me, like, I would be like, mm, nah, I don't know about that. And so, um, but I think when it comes to family, like your family is your first introduction of love. So usually if somebody has a shaky foundation with their family, it's probably going to be some kind of brokenness there or something like that. And my next question would be, what have you done for healing? Right? Like if somebody don't have a relationship with their dad, don't have a relationship with their mom, like something, which is no judgment, you know, because we all have something with our families. But if you haven't done something to even begin to work on it, I kind of already know it's going to be something. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, that's um, emotional intelligence one-on-one, really. Because you're able to, I like how you mentioned no judgment, because I think that's important to throw out there. Like me asking about your family isn't to say, oh, well, you don't have a good relationship with your mom. So there's no way that yeah. you and I can have something because sometimes shit happens. Like yeah. sometimes dynamics are what they are. But being able to gauge that, hey, I want to have a healthy relationship. This is my stuff. This is how I work through it. What's your stuff? How are you working through it? That way, we don't end up crossing lines and taking on things from one another that's not really our responsibility. I don't need to become your mother figure. So you got to work that out so that we can be relationship partners or friends or whatever. So I think that that's really thoughtful. And that's not something that I've really thought about, but I think it's important to really get a clear understanding of what people are working with before you allow them into your space for real. Yeah, because it's hard to, what I've seen just with myself, I started my healing journey, I think it's been like seven years now. And sometimes it can be a lonely place because people don't always understand what I'm putting down. And I'm like, And when you're talking to people that haven't even begun any kind of healing or just a level of a level of just emotional maturity, you know, like um, I just be like, okay, I I can't. It's hard to hang out with people and talk to people that's just not, you know, kind of on the same wavelength. And so, uh, you know, I've lost friends like where not really lost, but just been like, yeah, like where you said ghosting, where I've kind of ghosted and just kind of been like, because I can't it's 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 hard to do. But I will before like try to have conversations and just see where you are and things like that. Because I do think that I'm 36 years old. You know, I personally had childhood trauma, high levels of it, you know, where I had to even down to unlearn behaviors, unlearn things that, you know, I learned from things that I saw, what I thought love was supposed to be like, I had to literally create a person, like I had to recreate myself. And so a lot of people don't understand. And I'm like, you can be more than your circumstance. You can be more than what you have seen. And so literally like when I first started therapy and like really, really, and what drew me to it was just like, I was tired of being unhappy. And it wasn't just like unhappy in relationships. Like I personally felt unhappy with just myself. Like I think that when I was young in my early, especially in my twenties, um, you know, I just lack self-love and I think I lack, you know, just self-appreciation. And I had to start there before I could really love somebody else properly because all my relationships were shit. And I felt really bad about them because I'm like people that dealt with me then I know they probably was like, I know they have a story because I was crazy. Right. And, um, but I didn't know, and I didn't realize the damage that I was doing. And so when I went to therapy, like I sat down one day literally and was like, who do I want to be? Like who, what kind of person do I want to be? And who do I want to put out into the world? And that's what started me on Mika today. Like, you know, I was like, I wanted to be honest. I wanted to be kind. I wanted to be, you know, have good character and have integrity. And people say something about me. Like I wanted to, it start to be something positive and not like, girl, I don't know, girl, you know, like, so when I meet people now and I tell them these stories, they're like, I don't believe you. Cause everybody thinks I'm nice. And I'm like, yeah, I am nice, but I, I wasn't always this person. I had to actually work on it. And so I always, so I don't write people off from the beginning, but I try to explain that you can be, you know, whatever person that you want to be, but you can be good, you know, even if you might've done things, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't know, that's what started me on my journey, but I wonder, um, you know, I just, I just feel like, I just wish people were more open to the process, I guess is what I'm saying, you know? I totally agree. And I like how you mentioned um, self-love because self-love for me, that has been um, the foundation of why my journey started as well. And um, I always talk about how I remember one time I got a reading 
And the lady was like, um, you need to practice self-love. You don't love yourself enough. And I'm like, what you mean? You know, I, I keep my nails done. I keep my hair done. I'm fly. Like, wait, I do love myself. I take <laughs> care of myself. But there for me in my journey, I used to um, equate my worth to what I did for other people. And I think it stems back to things that I saw as a child, things yeah. that um, I did as a child, where I went into the mode of being a caregiver and being super responsible too soon. Yeah. Um, I really took it too seriously and thinking about it. And I, I just had some tears about this a week or two ago. I wish that the adults around me would have had the tools to say to Myra, you don't need to be your sibling's mother or that's not your responsibility because what ended up happening was I felt like it was okay for me to give, 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 but when it's time for me to receive love, it's hard. Yeah. I'm married. Um, it'll be six years this year and being transparent this year is the first year where I have completely um, opened myself up and been vulnerable there has still been like this sense of I can do things for you. I can be a support for you. I can hold your hand, but when it's time for me to have that reciprocated, I'm going to deal with it on my own, or I'm going to exclude you from it because I'm not used to it. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, Yeah. the self-love journey, it goes both ways because you have to learn in healing your heart chakra, you, of course, know how to give love, but it's so many people who don't know how to receive it mm-hmm. from a genuine place. And that manifests itself into a lot of different things. It could be you not making the best decisions in relationships or having like, you know, a tough time with connecting with others, but it still stems to the same thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that does make sense. That's that was me. <laughs> like what you're saying right now, that truly, I still struggle with that sometimes, you know, um, or feeling like, you know, I'm strong enough to where I don't need, you know, and you do need, you do need. Um, I, my sister jokes me all the time because I, I feel like now in my thirties is the first time that I actually have allowed myself to even just be, um, to feel, you know, and to actually cry. Like people look at me, like I never cried. I didn't even cry at my dad's funeral when I was like 27. And so now I'm like, I, I can make it happen, you know, like I can, you know, I can really make it happen. And so, um, you know, I, I, I love it though, because I'm like, dang, like I think about all the times, you know, years before that, like, I really don't think that I ever really felt anything, you know? Um, but I think with me coming into, like, I'm a bonus mom and coming to this role, you know, when I met Isaiah, he was eight, he's 18 now. And um, I knew that I had to work on it. Like I knew I had to work on myself, you know what I'm saying? Because He's sitting here looking at me and, you know, I didn't want to be, you know, I just didn't want to be, um, I felt like if I was going to be in that role, like I wanted to be good in it. Oh my God. You are giving me chills. Okay. So that has also been, um, a huge part for me of wanting to really sort through like that self-love thing. And it's a continuous thing. Um, Jessica and I, we've been on the journey to conceive now for about two years. And I ended up having a miscarriage last November and it crushed me. Yeah. It it did. But one thing that um I was able to kind of pick up on and unpack that emotionally there were still some places in my heart that it would not have been conducive to um raising a child at that at that time. Um, and there was some things I needed to be honest about with myself and I'm not blaming myself at all for right, it right. at all, but yeah. just in reflection, like there are certain things that I needed to do. And even in the beginning of our conversation, when you mentioned, um, you are black or white, I can relate and how having your son and being a bonus mom, it helped you to see gray. I had to get there. And to really understand, like, I can't pop off and (laughs) and be like, no, you should have did this and should have did that. So I think that's really important. And I think that um, 
children and just new life, new energy, it does require us to level up in a certain way. Yeah. So that you that was a full circle moment. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> but um, no, I, I really believe that though. Um, I'm telling you, I I I get it. Uh, I'm actually wanting to have more kids now too. Like, you know, that's something we we've been kind of doing. So um, I totally get it. But I honestly I'm I'm glad that things are happening the way they are because I, I wouldn't have been ready. So what you're saying is like, I know you're not blaming yourself. I know it makes sense, you know. So yeah. I think everything happens with time, you know, Me definitely. Too. Definitely. Yeah, that's beautiful. Definitely. All right. So in your opinion, um, I know we kind of went over what a life coach is. Um, kinda. We kind of just been talking organically here, but how do you think it differs if it does differ to you from a therapist? Um, I would say, and I, I want to preference this with, I respect and I love therapy. I know a lot of people think, oh, because, you know, it's a life coach is this in conflict with what a therapist does. Not at, not at all. Right. Um, I would say therapy allows you to reflect. It allows you to pick up on patterns, things that may have happened in your childhood, things that, you know, contributed to you arriving at the place that you are today. So therapy is really, really good for that. The life coach perspective is, okay, we may spend a little bit of time unpacking those types of things, but what tools, what healing mechanisms can we use now in order to get you to where you need to be? So life coaching is, like I said, around goal setting. It's around introducing new things. I know you mentioned unlearning. So if you're going to unlearn some things, what are we going to replace it with? And that's where I come in and where I start to work with my clients to help them to have these new tools that aren't organic to them or that they're not used to in order to really reach the goals that they need to reach. Yeah. That that's kind of like what I had in my mind. Like I think um I think the way I approach therapy is totally different than I think a lot of other people, because I'm really like a mad scientist, like this is completely my jam. And so my therapist, I think she just be like, okay, like we, at this point, I don't think that we have like sessions. I think we just sit and have discussions at this point because, um, you know, she knows that I'm going to go and take what she say. Like, I mean, she suggests books to me, like I read books and, you know, I do my own learning and I, I'm like that with religion too. Like, so I take my my learning serious in general. Like I don't just take like, well, my therapist told me this, so this is what it is. Like um, what I, what I like about her is that I think she understood how I was as a, as a person at the beginning. And so like, she'll give me homework that she knows that I'm going to do. So I got more out of it. Um, So I look at her kind of like a life coach kind of slash, you know, because Mm -hmm. she made me see things on my own to where I was like, Oh, Okay, like one of the things that she did that I thought was just profound. My dad was an alcoholic, so I grew up with an alcoholic parent, and she was like, "Look up adults, you know, from alcoholic parents." And she was like, "Just look at it and you just read it and tell me, are you do you have characteristics on this list?" And when I read it, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I was everything on this list, and even down to how I get into relationships with people. Like I always was the person that was kind of in a caregiver, you know, uh, setting or giving, 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 you know, receiving less, not even caring that I receive less, like not really doing the work to myself, like with myself. And so that was really kind of like, wow, like eye opening. Um, and then just reading about childhood trauma, how, you know, the, it can still be in your brain and how it's manifesting even as adults, if you, if you don't work on, you know, healing from this properly, right? Like you could just gonna be walking around a wounded child as an adult, right? So I get, I get something out of that, but I love life coaches because I think you can zero in on certain things in your life you want to focus on and you can make that your, your complete focus, you know? Um, like I know some of my friends, like they use life coaches with their career, mm-hmm. which I think is really important because you set goals and they really help you break down like, okay, I'm trying to get here. How am I going to, you know, do this? See, for me, like I'm anal in general, right? So I already have like, da 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 like my life is ran like that because if, if not, I'm unable to focus, you know, I have to like really zero down, like in five years, I want to be here in two years. I want to be here. 
at this point, I want to do this. You know, when I'm talking to um, the child, I know I drive him crazy because he'd probably be like, Mika, please leave me alone. You know, he has a calendar in his room. You know, we set goals at the beginning of the year, you know, our word of the year, you know, like what you're trying to do with yourself, child. He has a reading goal. You know, basically I do the same thing with him that I do with myself, but I don't know how much he appreciates it at 18, but I think at like 28, I think he's going to be like, we were really onto something, you know, then right now he's just trying to go to college and leave me. But, Mm -hmm. you know, even then I'm like, but you're taking your calendar, you know, you need to have these goals and just to have something for yourself to work towards. Right. And that's what I think life coaches do. You know, therapy is kind of like, but I also think, let me ask you, but I also think you can do healing through life coach, right? You work on absolutely well, that's what I do too. Yeah, (laughs) so with me being a spiritual life coach, it kind of deviates from like the traditional um, aspect of what a life coach is because I do implement um, healing modalities with my people. So I'm going to introduce you to meditation, I'm going to introduce you to certain crystals that can um, help you to keep a frequency at a certain place candles. I'm going to teach you about breath work because a lot of times, and I love how you mentioned um, your life being so organized, like you know how to goal set. A lot of times people can't goal set because they aren't grounded. They aren't present in what's going on. So sometimes like I'll teach someone who struggles with actually setting a goal, how to breathe how to actually get in your body to get rooted in one idea in one place so that you're able to see things to the full perspective. So with me, we're going to go down that journey. A lot of times um, I can do a consultation with someone and I'm like, yeah, I don't know if this is going to work because I'm going to expect you to actually do the work. I'm not coming in here to, you know, have a pity party or for us to talk about all the things that can't happen. I'm going to give you some tools to try. I'm going to say, hey, read this. Um, Let's take a look at this. Let's unpack this. And then from there, let's move. We can't be stagnant in this space. But I never know why people, oh, I do get it. But it's just like you spend this money and you spend in this time. Like, and then you go in these spaces and you don't even do the work. Like you just going, but you're just going just to say you're going, but you're not doing anything with it. Like, why not take it serious? Because it's scary. Um, healing is scary. Healing is, yeah, it is. It's, it's one of those things where you can know that something is fundamentally not okay. You can know that you want a different outcome, but the work that goes into it, you're going to have to, like you said, unlearn some things. You're going to have to release some things that may be the main reason why you have an excuse or you have a crutch and nobody is going to say hey this is my crutch you know this is what I rely on to justify the shitty stuff that I do but at the end of the day if you really want to heal you abandon a certain amount of things you also have to get along do you know how many people are scared to be alone I know (laughs) trust me I know I have these conversations a lot and I'm like my solitude is my jam like to the point that, you know, I have to be like, okay, let me be present for my family here because I'll get into it with myself, you know, eat by myself, all that stuff by myself. Like I, but I I used to be like that though. I used to be a person that was afraid of aloneness Um, because when it got quiet, you're sitting there in your thoughts. You have to actually look at yourself. And I think people are afraid to actually look at themselves in the mirror. Like mm-hmm. actually look at yourself, you know, usually um, I think I used to just busy myself with relationships. So instead of like facing myself, like even, even if I was hurt by somebody, I would just be like, oh, it's fine. I'll just talk to somebody else. And I rolled over that hurt to somebody else instead of actually, you know, working on what the problem was to begin with. Right. Like, or what hurt me or even talking about it, you know? Um, I think that's a lot of reasons why people either don't start the journey or they quit. Yeah. You know, because they, they don't want to, um, they don't want to look at themselves. Solitude though is amazing. I wish more people actually, uh, took it more, like put more, more thought into it. Cause I, I love solitude. You learn so much just sitting there. Just, I learn so much about myself every day, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. You have to know yourself. Um, I always joke because I, I call it like whole tip stuff, but for real, knowledge of self is huge. And it's not so much 
like knowing um the history of your ancestry and stuff like that it's really like knowing you what don't you like what do you like um what hurts you and having the courage to say like this is what it is and when I say to say it I'm not talking about like sharing it with other people because you'll get there actually being honest with yourself and saying this affected me yeah Maybe more than I would like to, you know, say or more than I would like to really accept, but it, it did. Yeah. Those moments allow you to transcend whatever it is that happened. And that's how people get stuck in limbo. Yeah. But I think also acknowledging things with yourself will stop you from having, you know, toxic relationships or people that shouldn't be in your life anyway. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm like... I know for some people, they're probably like, all right, Mika, so like, I don't have time. I, I When it comes to craziness, like, I'm like, Mm-mm. and if you're like, got some negative energy and all that, I will stop talking to you because yeah. I don't have time. Like, I don't, I just feel like at, at I, I'm, I call myself in my late thirties, but you know, about to be 37. I, I just look at people like, are y'all really still arguing with your friends? Like, are you really still having these like toxic, you know, just situations? Like, I just don't want that. And if you start acting like you want to give me that, no, I can't. Yeah. I, I have hard limits, you know, with certain things that I just don't even want to invite into my space. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love that though. I, I honestly love just uh, being in that, but, uh, but it took for me to really just sit with myself. Yeah. You know? So a lot of people just can't. Um, all right. So I told you that, and I talk about it on my show, I'm trying to get into meditation. Um, I struggle with it. Uh, and it's weird because I sit in quiet all the time, but, um, I literally cannot sometimes turn my brain off. You know, I'm always Mm -hmm. thinking about something. So I will try to like relax with a book and, you know, I do journal and, you know, I'm very reflective on like, you know, I I mean, I think I've been reflective on this episode with you today because I'm, this is kind of me all the time, but how do you even get started with meditation? Like to even go there? Okay. So With meditation, I'm going to be honest, um, everybody is not meant to sit with your legs crossed quiet when you meditate. Um, That's not going to be effective for a lot of people, especially for my folks who are thinkers, overthinkers, people who process. So, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I would strongly recommend that if you want to do something still to look for guided meditations, because what that's going to do is give you the opportunity to shift your focus to exactly what you're doing. And I'm going to send you some really good ones too, Mika, when we get done. But with guided meditations, um, it tells you what to do. So in this moment, we're breathing in, hold your breath. We're going to do this five times. I want you to think about this. You start to visualize the things that it's telling you to do in the guided meditation. That's more effective for some people because if you are left to your own um, thoughts or if you're left to your own process, you're going to wander. But giving you that anchor that this is what we're doing right now and this is what we're following is super helpful and it's going to be beneficial. Some people don't need to sit and meditate. Some people need to go outside. They need to walk. Some people need to garden. Whatever is going to allow you to detach from the hamster wheel of thinking and over-processing is meditation. So that could be whatever. Some people need to listen to music. Being able to get lost in like different notes and different frequencies in music is really good for them to actually turn it off for a minute. So it varies, but I will say for my overthinkers, guided meditations are bay. I've used them. They've helped me. And what happens is um, as you do guided meditations, you start to figure out what you like. And if you are in a situation where you need to sit still and by yourself, you know how to go into that type of trance and you think about the things that you practice. So that's always related to you actually taking that time to meditate. So it kind of gives you like that framework or that basis without you relying on yourself no that's good that's good girl I need to do that (laughs) I'm trying to I need to do that yeah send me that I need to do that because I I I sometimes I'm like I wish I can kind of I'm gonna say something truthfully even sometimes when I'm in church right like Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there and next thing you know I'm thinking about I 
I think about sex sometimes. I'm like, why, why am I here in this moment? Like, why is this happening? Where I have to like bring myself back, like to try to be back, <laughs> you know, present. And it drives me nuts though. Like, so where, you know, I, I this is something I do want to kind of get into. And then also like, the, you know, like crystals, like I'm trying to kind of like, you know, um, cause I, I really believe in it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But I just don't always know, like, I guess I kind of like, don't really know what really to do per se. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, sometimes I'll, you know, pray or sometimes I'll just like have them. Like, I love the rose course. I told you that, like, you know, and even when in my relationship, like we work on reconnecting all the time. Cause when you've been, been together for a really long time, like, you know, and then kids are involved. Sometimes you lose sight of each other, you know? And so just in, in shit at the beginning, I know I've done things that, you know, like just my words, right. Mm-hmm. That even though I apologize, you know, some things I had to really work on just regaining the trust of and the healing from just being an asshole, you know, being immature, emotionally immature. And um, so sometimes I'll just have it in there, like having in the room, you know, where, where, you know, we are. Um, so in Charlotte, in the bedroom, we don't have a TV. So I try to like, you know, bring the energy of, you know, of reconnection and, you know, just focusing on the energy of what, you know, we need to be doing in the bedroom. So, you know, <laughs> and, and I think it, I think it works, you know, but I, but uh, I wanted to talk to you about, you know, crystals and just kind of like, I guess if someone was trying to figure out like how to get started and all that, I know for me, like, I kind of just, I look them up and I kind of mm-hmm. look up like what it is that I'm trying to, um, I looked up this one thing that I haven't done it yet. Cause I've been in my, in my place here, um, since, uh, April, I think April. And I wanted to, I looked up how to, um, create a positive space inside your house. And like, you know, and I went over this thing, like where, where to put the crystals and, um, which ones to get, I haven't done it yet, but, um, so anyway, that I just, you know, be looking this stuff up, trying to figure out how to do this, but what, what can you say for people that, that might be trying to get started in that? Or what do you, and I also want you to share your opinion about crystals too, and your work with that. Okay. So, I believe that crystals are tools and um, in spirituality, in um, spiritual wellness, you have different tools. Um, One thing that I do always like to preference is that with it being a tool, ultimately you are the vessel, you are the, the power source per se. So never get so reliant on the tools where it's like, um, I can't have a positive space unless I have this tool because it's really external. So I I like to put that out there first because I know some people are like, I got this crystal, I got this crystal, but it's like, okay, you know, (laughs) what are you doing to, to make it, you know, amplified to really get the most out of it. So that's first and foremost. Um, The next thing that I'll say is, with a crystal, what it is, is this is actually like a formation, like a rock formation that comes from repeated patterns in nature. So a lot of crystals are made through like rivers, through water, that type of thing. So they have a fixed vibration. Humans don't have a fixed vibration. Some days we can be up, some days we can be down. But with the crystal, it holds that vibration that you need to get you to wherever you need to be. So you mentioned that um, you think a lot. Your mind goes in different places. Hematite would be a good one for you because it's grounding. That frequency is a calming frequency. And if you have it like in your hand or if you have it in a bracelet or a necklace, that's going to automatically sync with your vibration to bring it to that level. So they have their own vibration that's fixed. Humans do not. So in order to get your vibration to wherever it needs to be, bring that crystal in and it's going to match that frequency. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. (laughs) The next thing that I'll say is to do what you do, like um, research. Let's say if you are having bad dreams, what are crystals for bad dreams? If you are wanting to be more successful in what you do, what are crystals that are um, great for personal confidence or self-esteem, those types of things, so that you're able to go that route and figure out what you want. The third approach that I love because I'm a YOLO kind of person, 
go into a crystal store and see what sticks out to you. You could go into a crystal store today and you could see something and it's like, oh, I really like this. Nine times out of 10, that is your subconscious and intuition saying that that's something that you need. Um, one that was like that for me recently was Moldavite. I was so intrigued by Moldavite and I'm like, what, what is this? You know, why am I so intrigued? I bought a little piece of it, came home and researched and it's great for heart healing. Mm-hmm. It's also great for um, if you're going through a transformation, like having that extra support there. So a lot of times your gut, your subconscious, your intuition will lead you to what you need. And I think it's wise on this path to not be so um, calculated or scripted because sometimes, you know, we lean on what we know or what we think we may need when ultimately there's a bigger divine purpose. So that third approach is my favorite, but, you know, you can do other stuff too, like research. Yeah, that's cool. So where do you go here in Charlotte? Oh, wow. So with my crystals, um, I actually have a good friend. We've been friends since we were like three. She's in Atlanta, but she ships them. Her name is Grand Vibrations on social media. And you've probably seen me post her. I get a lot of crystals from her. She'll ship them in. So I I swear by her first. But if I have to get something and it's urgent, um, there's a store called Mama Bessie's off Monroe Road in Charlotte. She's really good. Um, I really, really like her. Um, and Enchanted Hive. I have another friend. She's off South Boulevard. She has crystals as well. But um, locally, those would be my main two. But if I have to really get something and I put thought into it, Grand Vibrations would be my first choice. Okay, cool. I'm gonna put them. I'm gonna put that down uh, in the episode notes. So I'm gonna finish here with. I want to ask you. With, with who you are today, what advice would you give your younger self, young Myra? Wow. Um, the best advice that I would give young Myra is to be okay with not being liked. Be okay with not being accepted. Um, I think that I spent a lot of time worried about if others would like me, if they would receive, you know, different parts of my life, my journey. Um, I think back to when I first started to come into my sexual awareness and I was in the closet closet. Like I would go out my way. That was me, girl. (laughs) Yeah, I would go out my way to um, hide who I was. I remember um, my first serious relationship. It wasn't the best, like, at all, but when I think back on it, I remember we would come to Charlotte, and I would drop her off at her aunt's house. She was from Virginia. I would drop her off at her aunt's house, and then I would go to my family's house, and I would not ever bring her around my family, and I thought about that, and I'm like, dang, you know, she's sharing everything with me, but for me, I was so closed off that it was kind of you know, unfair to her, even though it wasn't a good relationship. She did a lot of shitty stuff. That was something that um, when I think back on it, it was very cowardly of me. And it caused me to wear a lot of masks. And as I got older, those masks got heavy. It got overwhelming. And I really went through like a deep depression that really caused me to just spiral down. So I would say, you know, to definitely not worry about if people are going to like you, if they're going to accept you. And then to also know when to let go. I think for the longest, I held on to certain situations, certain wounds, certain feelings that um, almost left me in a stagnant place. So I had to learn that it's okay to release certain things. It's okay to move forward with your life those traumas don't have to define you. And I think that those are really huge lessons for a young Tamara, that if I had gotten um, a lot sooner, well, I got them in divine timing. Let me specify that. I got them when I was supposed to, but you know, it it really impacted me in a different way. I think that goes to self-love too. Mm -hmm. You know, like knowing when to walk away. 
Um, I think that's the biggest advice that I would have given my young self because I, I think most of the things that I got myself into was based on like just a lack of that. And so I felt like if I, even in my relationship now, you know, we had to rewrite this thing, right? We're still rewriting it because when I first entered it, you know, it was just like, all I want to do is make you happy. I'm going to do anything to make you happy. I would do anything like, you know, like I was just absolutely, you know, in love with Leslie. Like when the first time I saw her, I'm like, I would do anything, you know, <laughs> to make you happy, even in the detriment of myself, Yeah. you know? And then you get so used to you doing that where it's like, now I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. Actually, this actually n- never served me to begin with. And it's been a lot of, we're like, oh, okay. What is Mika talking about? You know, but because this is the, this is what I came into it with. And now I'm like, it's been rewritten because I'm like, you know, 10 years later now I'm not 20, I'm not 27, 28 no more. Like, you know, we got to retalk about this thing, but I think uh, that's something I had to just really, 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 uh, work on and learn I wish I had that because you know I would just give everybody um everything and then I would feel like well if I give you this and I'm doing all this stuff for you you'll give me this back in return and most times I didn't get it back in return and so you're you know you're out here just looking crazy and um but I always just felt you know what you don't realize I realize now I always always felt like you know lesser you know um and I was just completely unhappy but I didn't realize how unhappy Mm-hmm. I feel like I've had a life of unhappiness, right? And I didn't realize oh that I had been unhappy my whole life until like you actually start working on happiness where you like, I don't want, I, I don't, I don't think nobody's worth interrupting it. I don't even yeah. allow you to really, you know, now that I know what that feels like now that I know, like, you know, I can look at myself and be like, Oh, you the shit girl. And actually mean yeah. it and not need like sex or validation or ego driven things to validate myself. Like I can actually validate myself myself. Right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I can relate. Yeah. Um, since I'm with you on so many levels. And um, I actually had that conversation before we started this morning. Um, I'm actually in a transformation space right now where I launched my business last year in December. And um, I knew in my gut that I needed to be able to give it a hundred percent. Now, with my wife, I have helped her and supported her in building her business and her empire. And now it's time for me to do that for me. And I'm almost like nervous, like, oh, my goodness. You know, I can't imagine it being a situation where I'm getting that type of support from someone else. But part of it for me is wanting to be happy. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm a source of light for so many other people. And when I tell people my journey or tell people different things that I've experienced, they're like, wow, you had a smile on your face through that. And it's like, I've always played that role. And to now be in a situation where I have to play a role where someone is pouring into me and I'm receiving, it's, it's huge. Mm-hmm. So I feel you when it's like, you have to rewrite certain things. Um, I've had that situation in my relationship where it's like, okay, this doesn't serve me anymore. This doesn't work for the person that I'm evolving and who I'm becoming. And just, I know you're going to hear this. So it's nothing <laughs> secret, but it's not going to serve me in the per- person that I am becoming. So we got to redo some things. And the same has been for her. Yeah. And I think that's, that's life. You know, we become different versions of ourselves as we evolve and grow and the true testament of your people your soul tribe is those people who are also evolving and you guys are able to stay in the same frequency or alignment to build on those relationships totally agree totally totally agree but this was good um so now i want you to i know you kind of spoke on it but i want you to um tell people where i can find you um and give all your information Okay, cool. So um, on the socials, you can find me at Intuitive Talks with Myra. That's on Facebook and on Instagram. You can also hit me up on my website at www.intuitivetalkswithmyra.com. And um, upcoming things that I have in the works, um, we do have Soul Care, which we did a pop-up shop, my business partner and I back in June, but we are going to start doing Soul Care Live each Tuesday. So look forward to that. If you go ahead and hit that follow on socials, you will definitely get alerts on that as well. Um, Other than that, it's full throttle. Um, I'm actually in the process of 
doing this full time. So you guys are going to see a lot more of me. I hope to get to come back and kick it with Mika again because this was what I needed. But yeah, hit me up. Follow me. Yeah, definitely. Definitely uh, hit her up. Um, I want to tell you that I'm truly thankful for you coming on. Um, I've wanted you to come on. I, I think your work is really cool, but I think it's really beautiful. And I think people should really get into it. Truly, I, I truly. So, you know, the fact that you're doing this full time and you're walking in your journey, like, it, I mean, it's great, you know, and you have the support system to do it. So definitely just keep pushing, keep doing it because it's really needed. And in the black community, things like this, it's really needed because we already come from hurt and trauma, right? When we're born, you know, we're born from, generational trauma. So we have to work extra hard in general, just do cleansing of what was already there. So your work is so important. You know, I, I, oh I believe goodness. in it, you know, I believe in it. So I want to thank you for coming on. Like I was really looking forward to this talk. And um, so let's see here, guys, uh, what I have upcoming. I think I have a few more guests coming on and then you're going to have some solo episodes with me, but also uh don't forget to follow the show. You can find me on Instagram. It's at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. You can find me on Twitter, IGMT podcast. And if you ever want to be part of the show, you can email me at IGMT podcast at gmail.com. Like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you. Mm-hmm.